Hear what I say. We are the business today. Fuck shit is finished today. RT and J. We the new PB and J. We drop the and welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we are booksmen to the Hell extreme. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily true. We're extreme booksmen. I don't know. I have a lot of trouble uh, concentrating on books nowadays. Yeah. You know what? This sucks. <laughs> what? Reading books? No, reading books is fine. I've been reading all kinds of books. I'm I'm in this bad place, Tom. Mm -hmm. This dangerous high wire act where Mm -hmm. I'm juggling multiple books at once. Oh yeah, and historically, there there's been like I think like twelve years of my life where I did that, and I just. (laughs) Didn't finish a book in that entire time. Well, yeah, I was going to say, either you don't finish them or a couple are going to fall off that wire. Yeah, and it's just like, starting Mm 2011-ish, I think I I instituted a, like, one book at a time Mm -hmm. rule, and if you start a book, fucking finish the book, and that's the only way, and and, uh, that's the only way I get any, I finish any books, and... uh, now I'm getting back into that bad habit. I got I got four books going at the moment. That's a lot of books. Yeah. Um, I tend to keep it to one fiction, one nonfiction. I can juggle that. Yeah. Uh, but if but they're yeah, ultimately if it's like two... you're gonna be like, eh, I like this one better, and then you're gonna... oh, of course, but like. Juggling multiple fiction books is very tough because you're going to start getting the stories screwed up. Yeah. Jugg- juggling multiple nonfiction books isn't that tough, but like, I don't know. I, I rarely feel the desire to read more than one nonfiction book at a time. Yeah. And it's also a momentum thing, right? Because, like, yeah. Oh, especially, absolutely. Especially with nonfiction, especially like if it's a drier topic or a longer book. You got to be like, all right, I'm in this every day and I got to read, um, you know, if I fall off for a few days, I'm coming in. I'm just like, wait, what was, what were they talking about here? What's yeah. going on? However, yeah. Um, well, I, well, we just recorded the episode about showering, the regular mm-hmm. episode. We do another podcast called The Complete Guide to Everything. It's not important. Well, yeah, geez, don't want to tell them about the free one. Um You'll edit all that out, right? Yeah, no, there's no need for people to know that we do a free show. Um, We're pure peddlers of premium content. Yeah, if people, Tim, if people knew we do it, did a free show, we'd be bankrupt. We'd be yeah. out. We'd be out. Both of us would be outside wearing uh, barrel held up by suspenders because yeah, we lost everything. I don't even think everything. I'd be able to afford the suspenders. I don't even know if I'd be able to afford a barrel. <laughs> we uh, might be sharing a barrel and a pair of suspenders. Um, uh, so in my, uh, bathroom, I have a Bluetooth speaker, uh, that I listen to things while I'm in the shower and I listen to a lot of podcasts lately. Honestly, it's mostly podcasts just because normally I listen to podcasts on my commute and I'm not commuting right now. You know what Um, I listen to instead of podcast, Tom? Smodcasts. (laughs) <laughs> Kevin Smith's Modcast. Yeah, you just listen to old episodes of that. Yeah, that's what I do in the shower, out of the shower, uh, in church. But, 
But during normal times, uh, when I had other podcast listening time, I would listen to audiobooks in the shower. And audiobooks, I mostly listen to nonfiction just because I feel like they're easier to dip in and out of. You need somebody to read it to you? No, I hate Tim, people who, uh, who are just like, eh, you're not smart enough to read books, so you're listening to books. Tim, literally the only person I've ever met that says that is you. Well, you just don't meet a lot of people. And I was saying it ironically as a joke. Get a sense of humor, Tom. I don't it was a- satire. I don't meet a lot of people who are mean about like what reading is or isn't. I'm sorry, Tim. Guilty as charged. I don't meet a lot of people that judge uh, what I read and how I read it. Oh, you meet a lot of uh, good-hearted people, Tom? Yeah, I do meet a lot of good-hearted people, Where? Tim. In, this, in this soulless devil city? At the soup kitchen where I volunteer my time. <sighs> Brother. Um, do you volunteer at all, Tom? Not right now. <laughs> in normal times? <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, me too. All right. Anyway, you were saying, <laughs> um, yeah. So I I I listen to nonfiction books in the shower, uh, but I can read a fiction book and a nonfiction book at the same time. But yeah, it does get tough to be read multiple fiction books. But also, I feel like when you were talking about momentum, I can't tell you how many books. I've been reading, it's like, oh, I've been reading that book, and that's been the case for like two or three months, where I'm reading it so slowly, and then I will read half the book in like uh, one or two sittings. Yeah. Like, it'll eventually catch me where I'm like, all right, now I'm in, all I care about is reading this book. I think I need to be more honest with myself about what I'm interested in. Yeah. Like, there are things that I... stop judging things other people are interested in. Yeah, maybe. But, like, there are some (laughs) things that I know I should be interested in. And so I'll start reading a book, and it'll be, like, freaking pulling teeth sitting down and reading this book. And then another time, it'll be like, oh, there's an oral history of the TV show The Office... Um, I'll polish that off in one six-hour session where I just right. like won't look up from the book at all. Yeah, because you're like, interested. It's not important. It doesn't matter if you know what happened behind the scenes in uh, during the office. But what but does it matter like if to know? What does it matter if I know anything? Ex- uh, exactly. Am I going to do anything important with any of the information that I'm that I'm gaining from these books? History up till this point has proved you won't. You no. haven't done anything yet. I've never I've never seen you do anything where somebody's been like, Whoa, how'd Tim know how to do that? I'm like, Well, he read about it in a book. Yeah. Nobody's ever said, Whoa, how does Tim know how to do that even? I don't know how to do anything. <laughs> exactly. Tim, I can't tell you how many times I've been in court and I've watched you flounder up in front of in front of the the judge. Uh and people ask I'm me. I'm a lawyer like, in this scenario. <laughs> yes. And people ask me, they're like, How does he not know how to do this? Like he never read a book about it. He thinks he can just wing it. I do think, Tom, I made a a uh, a new resolution that's mm-hmm. been working out for me about a week ago. 
um, where uh, I'm going to try to wing things less in life. <laughs> okay. And not this, and not the other show. <laughs> right. Of course not. Well, no, that's not true. I, 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 I think there was, there was a period... I mean, you can't wing it for this friggin' show because you have to read a goddamn book every week. Right. Um, but the other show... There was a period of time. I don't there know. Were, there, there was an episode a couple of weeks ago where you somehow found a way to not talk about what you were supposed to read. It was already decided that I would be abandoning the book mm-hmm. um, before I finished the uh, the chapters that I was going to read. And oh, like, really? I I'm feel like that, that's new information. I don't think that that's... No, we absolutely you... talked about that last week, and I skimmed the rest of it. All right. I mean, who cares? You want me to? Do, you want me to tell you about uh, what happened at Outlander? No, I don't want to hear it. Bored I'm, to tears. I'm just saying that wasn't the the story I'd heard previously. What was the story you heard previously? That you had read pretty much everything, but then after that was when you decided you you didn't want to read the book. No, that I mean, Tom. Unfortunately. When we record these things, you're alone in your apartment drinking to excess um, and often don't listen or comprehend, fully understand the things that you hear, yeah, the conversations fair. we have. But um, uh, thankfully, they're, they're recorded and they're released and people, people uh, will side with me on this one. Okay. Sound off in the comments. <laughs> Uh, what were you going to say before I uh, cut you off? So I've been winging it. I've, I've been winging uh, it yeah. less frequently. Um, mm. And uh, it seems better. You know, plan things. Plan for what you're going to do during the day. And when you have tasks to do, plan how you're going to do them. And don't just yeah. be like, I'll figure it out as I'm performing In these the tasks. Yeah. Break, break it down into smaller parts. I am a terrible person. I'm terrible at winging it. I'm terrible in the moment. Yeah. I always think I'm real good at winging things. I'm not good at winging things. I'm good at winging things for like upwards of 20 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) And and that's about it. I know what it looks like when somebody isn't winging something. (laughs) So that makes me think to, I'll I'll just do that. But like... But then I just wind up winging it, and I, I can't do a good impression of somebody who's not winging it. Well, you can do a good impression of somebody who's not winging it for 15, 20 minutes, or you can do like the first 15, 20 minutes of what that task involves. And you can, I mean, we're doing it right now, Tim. We're spending about 15, 20 minutes just kind of, you know, kick, kicking, the, kicking the can further down the road. Talking about to, books, man. This is what it, we're not is what talking it's all about, about books. We're talking about your life. People aren't tuning in to hear about that. They're tuning in because they're trying to save money at the bookstore. Tom, I read a book. It's called I Am Legend. Yeah. By you, Richard well, Mathewson. <laughs> That's not his name. It's Matheson. Uh, what were you saying? 
Uh, you, yeah, you did. You read the first half last week and the second half this week. Mm-hmm. That was one of the four. So when I said I'm juggling four books, mm-hmm. now I'm only juggling three books. I don't want you what? to get me on a technicality next week. Like, oh, that's not the story that I heard last time. I heard. I thought you were reading four books. No, I knew. I, I, I got it, Tim. Tim, I'm always nag, nag, nag. No, I'm always easy on you. I'm always letting you off on things that you I are... should be. I should be calling you out on, but I let it slide. <laughs> Every time I say anything, you're just like, "You idiot! That's not how things work, you stupid piece of shit." And then, well, uh, often you and don't then know I'll, how then I'll work. mention. Uh, oh, Tom, you're bullying me, and then we'll get emails about like, "Oh, Tim's so mean to Tom." Yeah. People are brain dead. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, that's not going to win anybody over. <laughs> you know how they say when you're when you're uh, when you're running for president, you can attack your opponent, but right. never attack anybody who anybody any any segment of voter. Yeah, that's what Hillary Clinton did with the basket of deplorables and right. I think this will backfire on me. <laughs> I can attack you all I want, and some people might have a problem with it. But once I attack the actual listener, who I don't think they'll well, be very happy with that. You do it. You do it often. Whenever there's uh, two sides of something, I'm like, well, I don't agree with those people, and you're always like, well, those people I think you're right are morons <laughs> that should be sent to jail. Sorry, I take a stand, Tom. Yeah. Well. At, sure, yeah, I have some backbone and, at least and you're not fight wishy-washy. for what is right. That you're a hundred percent right. That's what uh, a lot of people say they admire about you. I go with my gut. I commit, and I fucking get things done. Mm-hmm. People love it. People love me. They revere me, Tom. <laughs> it's true. That's a lot of the online sentiment. Where did we leave off last week, Tom? In uh, I Am Legend by Richard Matthewson. Uh, I don't recall exactly where. I don't think we left off on anywhere particularly notable. He sees a he, dog. He was re, he, oh, right. He, yeah, he, he sees a dog. Yeah. That's where we left off. Was Did did you read the part where like he starts getting kind of serious? Yeah, where he starts getting serious about like He turns into a scientist. Yeah. And he's he, like, he, he goes to the library and steals some books because and it's fine because everybody's dead um, to, to try and uh, teach himself science and use that science to figure out what's what the hell's going on. Yeah, but not only that, he gets microscopes. Yeah, he's 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 uh, doing experiments. He's getting blood. Right, yeah. Looking he, at yeah. blood in the microscopes. He's using the scientific method, which he read about in a book, which is, you know, think about it. Books, the podcast, and now we're re- you're reading about a character that reads books and he learns from them. Uh, meta. Yeah. Uh, do you want to plug your book here, Tom? <laughs> yeah, I wrote a book called Meta. Out now. Um, you have another book coming out, Tom. I do. I have a. Is that a surprise? Is this supposed to be like a Beyonce style surprise (laughs) drop? 
No, because uh, the release was already pushed back once. Uh, but it is, uh, hey, if you're listening to this when it came out, uh, a new book coming out this week. Tom, let me ask, did it get pushed back because you had writer's block? <laughs> no, it didn't get pushed back. Because I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, that tickled me for some reason. I, I can tell. Yeah, I, uh, I, I said when the release date, I was like, yeah, I'll have the book ready by, by this date. And I was like, yeah, I'll think of something by then. <laughs> you were just sitting for, for 16 hours a day in front of your computer, like, come on, Reynolds. Think, come, think, on, come on. Think. Oh, what happens? What happens? A deck of uh, Brian Eno's uh, t- 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 cards with the. With oh the- yeah, <laughs> I have a deck like that that uh, uh, John August made uh, oh, of really? like ri- writing prompts. Fellow like- podcaster John August. What is his deal? What did he write? He wrote Big Fish. Oh, okay, he wrote- he's written a bunch of things, but that that's maybe what he's best known for. Hmm. Tim Burton, I think you meant to say. Um, so, okay, yeah. So we're starting Tim, with you, chapter 13. Do you know about Michael Keaton's coming back as Batman? I I didn't know if it was official. It's not official yet, but it's that kind of like, you know, uh, the, the Hollywood trades are reporting that he's in negotiations. So it's like, oh, then... You know, Michael Keaton's agent called that reporter at deadline and was like, hey, guess what? That's what happens, right? Because they're in negotiations and then the Internet is all absolutely. And then I mean, Michael Michael Keaton Keaton can come back to D.C. and be like. All right. Do you want to disappoint all these fucking people, or do you want to play in the big leagues here? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Michael Keaton should fire his agent if that's not what they're doing for him leaking it to the trades and then watching the internet go nuts and be like, whoa, looks like that's a more popular idea than you guys thought. Right. I guess we should double what uh, what you're offering us. Hollywood's cool. Hollywood is pretty cool. I like it. <laughs> um, no, just kidding. They're all godless, and I don't agree what? with their values. <laughs> How dare you, Tim? Um, yeah, uh... Tom, am I wrong in that, like, look, I liked, I liked Batman. I liked Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, it's, all this nostalgia stuff is like, oh, he's going to be back in, in the bat suit or whatever, or maybe he'll just play Bruce Wayne. It's like, all right, but, like, it's just such a cynical ploy. I opened my window, and now there's a, a car. Do you hear that? <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna get a copyright strike against us, Tim. Not on Patreon. I use all sorts <laughs> of copyrighted material. <laughs> That's very true. Um, th- yeah, speaking of things that will be played back in court one day, <laughs> um, I don't necessarily. I I see what you're where you're coming from. I don't necessarily see Michael Keaton coming back to play the role as nostalgia as like i mean it pro it will be played up that way and i wish it weren't 
But like, I like that idea just because it's like, oh, I would love to hear hints about like what that version of Batman was up to for the last 30 years. Yeah, no, that would be cool. You know, the cool way to do that. And I, before you attack me just for saying the name, but uh, when Zack Snyder, no, when seven came out, um, they kept Kevin Spacey out of all of the um, marketing. marketing for it. And they right. even kept and his you, name out of the opening credits. You're still mad about that, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, give 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 a genius's due is what I say. No, but like, there was a time when somebody's appearance in a movie in a non-cameo role could yeah. be... Um, could be a surprise mm-hmm. instead of a clear way to market a film, right? And like the, all the all Warner Brothers is seeing right now is just like, oh yeah, Michael Keaton. Okay, well this will get buzz and it'll get people out into the to the theater where it's like, yeah, but I don't know. People are gonna go see those friggin' superhero movies anyway. Wouldn't yeah. it be cool if like people like you on day one went in there and were like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, Kevin I mean, Spacey. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> Kevin Spacey's in this Flash movie. Oh my god, <laughs> uh, he's back, baby. <laughs> he's pl- <laughs> Kevin Spacey's playing himself in this Flash movie. <laughs> What a weird choice. I never saw that coming. Explaining um, how he's been wrong? Yeah, he's how he's been wrong? He's, he's vindicated. He's doing a southern accent for some reason. <laughs> High flash. He's addressing the camera? <laughs> um, you're right. I mean, those, those days are somewhat over. However, within the DC universe uh that did happen like ezra miller's movie flash did appear on the flash tv show and that and that did not leak beforehand so when that happened it was like holy wait a minute like oh wow they you know you're gonna hate it because it's like wow they figured out the corporate synergy to make (laughs) this happen but it was like i i was impressed that they figured that out that enough people put their egos aside and that they legitimately kept it a secret until it aired on television. Yeah. They no, can't I, do that with movies. No, I think that would be cool if they could. They You know what? They are getting with better J. at that With J. Jonah stuff. Jameson in uh, yeah. the new Spider-Man movie? Yeah. That that didn't leak. And like uh, the Mandalorian. But that was, a, that was a, you know, what was that? That was him on a screen so like yeah. it was a, a shoot with like eight people, but the Mandalorian with Baby Yoda that didn't leak ahead of time, right? Tom, I'm just saying. Anyway, Maybe they what keep hap- Michael Keaton. Yeah, okay. Um, what happened on I Am Legend? Uh, he feeds a. Uh, so he's like, "Hey, what's up with this dog? This dog is, doesn't uh-huh. seem like a vampire." And I have seen vampire dogs, but this one's out during the day. Yeah. So the dog starts coming around, and he's feeding it hamburgers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which it, dogs love. Dogs love... Who doesn't love hamburgers, Tom? The vegetarians. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm a vegetarian, and I love hamburgers, so... 
Uh, looks like you like wrong, vegetarian though. hamburger, not beef no, hamburgers. No, I like meat hamburgers. <laughs> just Every day of my them. life. <laughs> I desperately want to eat a hamburger. <laughs> I do. I mean, that's true. Um, so the dog keeps coming around, and it's unclear because, um, like, the dog comes back at one point. Like, he comes back and well, the dog the dog's skittish, right? Yeah. And then uh, it comes Which back. Which is understandable. Every other person this dog's seen for the past, what? Is there, I forget, is there an indication of how long this has been going on? Um, at this point, I think it's about a, oh, wait, the, the dog has been coming around? No, that like the, you know, vampires have taken over the world. I think a little over a year. This is before the, yeah. the, the like big time jump of right. like a couple of years. So this um, is, uh, yeah, so it makes sense that, like, this dog's like, oh, every person I've seen for the past year has tried to suck my goddamn blood. <laughs> I'm a right. little skittish. But then, but but then, um, mm-hmm. it comes back and, like, it's, like, growling and, like, uh, it's got uh, glassy yeah, eyes oh, and stuff. Oh, so he's yeah. Like, and he's uh, like, oh no, this is he's he's got the the vampire uh, sickness. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then he still brings it in. He's like, I'm going to cure this dog. I'm going to make this dog uh, all better now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, well, better him than his neighbor, who he he, who he hated anyway. Yeah. Um, what was his name? Ben. Bert? Ben. Ben Courtson? Yeah. Um, Something like that. Let me get my notes from last week. Whatever. <laughs> so anyway, he's like, uh, I'll take care of the dog, and then the dog dies. Um, and uh, so then you're like, oh, no. This friggin' dog is going to send him in. Remember the time when he... Uh, he found out the garlic extract didn't, um, yeah, didn't kill the vampire virus. Yeah, and he was just like, like oh, "Fuck this it!" Is and then he really turned into an, him back. an opposite scientist and, and turned him into just an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, just um, like a suicidal alcoholic. Yeah, um, but it doesn't. Um, and and uh, it only kind of makes him uh, more. It motivates him more. And then there's this whole thing. Do you remember this? When did you read this book, Tom? Uh, I've read it, I think, maybe three times. I forget when the most recent time was. At least uh, a few years ago. Not okay. not very recently. Because there's this whole religious thing about, like, uh, he remembers, like, um, when the plague was first starting and there was, like, mm-hmm. this uh, preacher. Um, and then... Uh, it was like uh, he he makes the connection like oh the religious pe- the people who are now vampires that's who is afraid of the crosses oh, now the crucifix uh-huh. yeah and then uh, his neighbor who is Jewish he he went up to him with a Torah or something and that uh-huh. made him so it's like oh this uh-huh. messes with like um and I think it's a I forgot uh, about that I think it's a, it's a whole anti-religion thing that Matheson is. He seems like the kind of guy that would like slip that in and be like, or oh, you, yeah. of- you offended. Oh, <laughs> well, in have the I offended f- you 
in the 50s, Tim, he was liable to be labeled a <laughs> communist and executed <laughs> by the Congress. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But like, <laughs> that seems to not 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 in a way of. Uh, but I think that's kind of like what he was he was trying to say about it a little bit, right? Yeah, maybe that like the, these things are meaningless, but they they uh, they're they're meaningless in the abstract, and they're only important to the people that believe in them. Yeah, primitive worshippers. Mm, is that what he says? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Courtman. Courtman, yeah. Ben. I mean Courtman. that does that does make like cuz that was always like a weird thing in the vampire myth of like all vampires are like hurt and afraid of crosses, like even like Jewish and Muslim and atheist vampires, like why would they give a shit? Well, I don't know. Tom, I don't know what I was going to say. I was going <laughs> to say I something mean, that was probably offensive, and I was going to well, say it's Well, in the funny. cross thing in general, it's like, are vampires afraid of crosses because they're afraid of Jesus? <laughs> like They're like, oh, my only weakness, Jesus. Yeah, if he come, the cross defeated Jesus. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it's. I mean, I've always thought. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of explanations, but like uh, that, the crucifix is just such a weird symbol of Christianity. Like, here's the thing that killed the guy, and yeah. you know, I grew up Christian, so I, I'm not completely talking about out of my ass. But the joke was on them because after mm-hmm. that, he was still alive, or he came back, or something. Came back. No, he wasn't still alive. <laughs> Jesus, did you not pay any attention? He faked his death <laughs> successfully. I do remember in Catholicism class asking, like, whoa, so like he came back, then what did he do? Like, and like, he, he was uh, uh, he was the original DB Cooper. Well, I just remember, I mean, Catholicism, not to get off track, but Catholicism classes were just taught by, like, our mom's friends. Uh, (laughs) And I remember asking, like, so when he came out of the tomb after three days, then what? (laughs) Like Stuff happened. Yeah. But these people didn't know, and none of us had any real interest in it to be like, oh. Well, My this, big... this book that we have multiple copies of, I can I could just read that and see what happens. My big question was, after he came out of the tomb, what happened? Is he still alive today or he got killed again? <laughs> <laughs> I could not get a straight answer. Yeah, and I think it's pretty straightforward in the Bible. It's like, yeah, yeah. and then he, you know, walked off into the desert and said, nobody follow me. Yeah. And then he flew up into the air. People were yeah. like, whoa. Yeah, and they're like, it's that super rocket power out of his sandals? <laughs> He's got rocket sandals? <laughs> and and which was yeah, crazy because 2,000 years ago, how they even know what a rocket was? Yeah, well, Jesus was ahead of the curve. It's true in a lot of ways. And so there's a time jump, and it's like a yeah. year or two later. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's... Uh, uh, he's fatter. Yeah. Um, 
but he's also like, uh, you know, he's more of a survivalist, right? Mm. Um, uh, he's got a big beard now. Yeah. Um, Tom, then, Tom Hanks in Castaway after exactly. the time jump. But, um, but except fat no, instead fatter of and muscular, too. Oh. Um, so fatter and stronger, right? Yeah. Um, and he's going way on the offensive. He's out trying to uh, hunt uh, Ben Cortman. Mm-hmm. He's just like, I'm going to find this guy. I'm just going to fucking kill him. <laughs> um, and it's kind of like a, he's like, eh, Ben knows I'm after him. And like he likes this cat and mouse game that we're playing. It's Wile E. Coyote and Roadrunner. Yeah. Um, so he's just running around. And then he sees this babe, a redhead. <laughs> And he's like, who are you? Ga-ga-ga-goo. And she's like, uh, I'm Ruth. Maybe, maybe I'll jerk off to you uh, looking through the uh, peephole of my door. <laughs> um, no, he does He does one better. And uh, he brings her home. And, uh, you know. So he finds her during the day. Yeah. And he's like, wow, a survivor, maybe. Or maybe she has the vampire gene in her. Right, and it just hasn't taken hold yet. Yeah. She's already infected, but not turned. But he's like, uh, you know, it's implied, I think. I tried to to understand if they they, uh, did the deed. She's in his bed, Mm -hmm. so I assume. But, like, uh, she's not very talkative. Um but like he's trying to ask her questions, and then she's like, "Oh yeah, my husband and and kids died." Um, so now like, and he's like, "Ooh, boner killer." But like he's like, "Yeah, it happened to me too." Um, and then he was just like, "Oh yeah, just uh, I just want to check how uh, <laughs> does this garlic smell to you?" And he like, "With <laughs> garlic," and she uh, she's all like allergic to it, and she's just like. He's like, ah, you have the vampire gene. And she's like, no, I just uh, have a weak stomach. And yeah. uh, if I smell garlic, this is the second time in this book where it's like someone has like uh, Robert Neville in the beginning smells mm-hmm. garlic. And he's like, Ugh, the smell of garlic makes me sick to my stomach. Was that a thing? Uh, I think for some people that's a thing. I yeah. mean, it's a very strong smell. So if you don't like it, then uh, it has to be awful. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, don't I mean, know I I love garlic. Garlics. Yeah, and I I I don't know anybody that doesn't like garlic. But but you know what? I feel like garlic is in a similar category as avocados. Uh, and Brussels sprouts were like in the old times, it was like a, like some people just were like, Oh, disgusting. Yeah. And I think probably because it was so smelly, like people, people back in the fifties, anything pungent was people back in the fifties, like bland food. They were Mm. like, no, I'll take my boiled chicken plain. Thank you very much. Gray and Brown, please. An equal uh, helping of both. Yeah, so somebody was like, oh, how about some garlic? No, thank you. I don't care for ethnic food. <laughs> um, so uh, Robert Neville's all like, I don't know if she's a vampire or not. And he's like, hey, uh, do me a favor. Can I get some of your blood? <laughs> and she's yeah. like, no, I'm not going to give you my blood, you creep. Um, and then well, he's like. That's weird. I always ask for blood. <laughs> 
from uh, and then he's like, the house guests. He's like, look, I don't know if you're a vampire or not, or if you're like in the early stages of vampirism or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, I think I understand how this works, but like, he's got a soft spot for her. I think he enjoyed uh, having sex with her. And he's like, yeah, stay here with say, me. He's got he's got a soft spot and a hard on. Tom, come on. You're almost 40 years old. <laughs> yeah, I know about these things. Um, so, and then uh, he's talking to Ruth. Like, they, they like, uh, they kind of move in together, shack up together. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, he's telling her all his theories about yeah. the vampires and she's like oh very interesting <laughs> um and then eventually uh like he uh explains the uh his cross theory about his uh, religion stupid i guess <laughs> um and then like uh she's just like uh like i don't know it, it turns into this whole thing where she's like I don't think you believe me, the stories that I've told you. And he's like, I don't know what to believe, whatever. Um, and then uh, finally she's like, all right, you can you can take my blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and he takes her blood. And then he looks at it in the and microscope. she's like, don't take all of it, though. And in the microscope, her blood has vampire stuff in it. <laughs> oh, no. Um... And then he has all these theories. There are too many. You know what? I think the only thing I don't really like about this book is like, I understand that he's trying to figure out how everything works, Mm -hmm. but I don't need to be privy to every part of his thought process where like, maybe it's this and maybe it's this and, oh, when they die, they disintegrate and their dust must affect other, infect other people. And it's like, yeah, okay. If you're not going to confirm this at some point, guys, uh, the musings of, a, of an increasingly uh, unhinged man uh, getting a little old, Mr. Matheson. I, I, I completely get that. That That's a weakness of my own writing that I constantly try to overcome, but I love it. I, I always just want to hear theories about things. And it does help you get into in a character's head. I understand right. that. Well, Especially I, when th- this book is about uh, presumably the last man on Earth. It's like, right. yeah, gonna, it's all about what's going on in his head. That makes yeah, sense. I was going to say that that, that that is the the exception to, to, well, in the book I talked about last week, uh, The Incredible Shrinking Man, um, he has, you know, a few stories about people that are basically like, they got nothing to bounce anybody off of. <laughs> they're they're the only person in you know experiencing this we're just gonna hear what they think yeah and i mean i think that's that's cool in that it's not like and here's what was happening you know like yeah like yeah because the story's not not first person yeah no but it kind of might as well be it's like uh what do they call it uh close third person yeah where it's like it's not third person omniscient 
Like the narr you know, the narration doesn't know everything that's going on. It's it's pretty focused on him. Yeah, it's yeah. like a ghost a ghost following him around, not necessarily God. This is a spooky story. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean it's it's already about vampires, but now imagine it's a ghost telling the story. Yeah. Um so he's got these theories now about uh, how vampires can be killed. He's like, uh, it's a wooden stake, but it doesn't need to be wooden. And there's like vampire glue in the vampires that like help them heal. Um, mm. But if you drive it, like if you drive a stake into them, it, it doesn't let it glue it up and they'll lose their blood or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then Ruth is just kind of like, so wait, you just go out during the day and just like kill all these vampires like during yeah. daylight when they're weak. And he's, and he's just like, like, yeah, I'm bored as hell. He's like, yeah, I mean, that's uh, like, don't you think that makes sense? And she's like, ah, you know, to each his own, I guess. But like, she seems weird about it. Yeah. Um, And then Ruth uh, tries to leave in the middle of the night one night. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and then she, uh, oh, that's when he sees her blood. Um, (laughs) and then she runs away. Um, and then, uh, oh, he passes out. Do you remember this? Uh, vaguely. Yeah, he passes out. Somebody hits him with a mallet. It's Ruth. Oh, Ruth yes, hits him with yes, a yes. And he yeah, passes I out. This. I remember uh-huh. this. As my as as my uh, reading goes on, do I mention this every week? My note taking becomes less diligent. And <laughs> right. I'm always like I'll remember this. This is really plot heavy. But then uh, I just have very sporadic notes. <laughs> like um, it's just uh, he wakes up. And it's like. Oh, I didn't mention how he... (laughs) (laughs) How he fell asleep. Or, in this case, was knocked out. Um, uh, Ruth is gone, um, and he finds a note from her, Mm. and the note says, I want to save you if I can. What? What does that mean? A Dear John letter. But in the note, she explains to him, she's a spy. She was sent to spy on him by other vampires. Um, and guess what, Tom? She wore makeup to make herself look tan, which I'm sorry, we're going to have to cancel Ruth. <laughs> oh, Ruth, you can't be darkening your skin like that. Um, does that apply to vampires canceling? I think this hadn't occurred to me before, but I think uh, the fact that she's a redhead probably played into why they were like, oh, she's pale normally. They should have just left her pale as hell. A tan redhead? Who's ever heard of that? (laughs) When she became a vampire, she probably did not get that much paler. Yeah. but you know what? She might have got like super pale. I, I don't think she was necessarily tan, but I think it was like, we got to give you like a little like blush so <laughs> that it looks like there's blood coursing through your veins. Right. Um, yeah, because when he sees the, well, I don't want to spoil it, but uh, uh, essentially she lives in a society of vampires, but mm-hmm. they've 
they've learned how what do you to. Mean you don't want to spoil it. The... <laughs> no, because like when when he when he is a monk. Oh, later. The, later, yeah. Okay. Does Tom? I was like, you don't want to spoil the book. You got to talk about what happens oh, in no, the no, book. No, no, no. So she lives in, and they're like trying to build a society. They're trying to like control the vampire gene in them. They're taking pills. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they can uh, uh, go I mean, out to the sun for some times. Um, and, but like, essentially, she's just kind of like, look, this is kind of why I was pissed about you killing my my friends during the day for yeah. no reason we're not doing anything to you um we're just chilling and you're just like coming into our homes and driving stakes into our bodies while we're um, asleep and weak yeah and so like they sent me to find out like hey what's the deal why is this guy doing this what the fuck's hey, happening hey what's this guy's damage <laughs> um uh and essentially uh uh Hey, put some rouge on and find out what this guy's damage is. <laughs> um, and then uh, he sees the vampires that have been, you know, later that night or yeah, some yeah. other night. He sees the vampires that have been terrorizing him. But then he sees these other guys coming um, mm-hmm. that are killing those vampires. And there's like a vampire fight. And that that's the... Uh, that's Ruth's uh, new society that they're oh, that they're yeah. building, and uh, Neville's like, "Oh, they're gonna kill Ben Cortman. Eh, he deserved <laughs> better than that." <laughs> he just wanted to kill him himself. Yeah, um, yeah, but he was also just like, "Hey, you know, I wanted to kill him, or you know, like I think he always had this weird. I love the interplay between him and and Ben Cortman." <laughs> yeah. Um, that that's his uh, uh, Wilson and uh, home improvement. <laughs> kind of. If Wilson was trying to uh, feast on Tim the Toolman Taylor's flesh, yeah, but we don't know. Maybe Ben Cortman had previously given him some very good advice <laughs> about his day to day life. Um. Yeah. So um, the quote good vampires, I guess come for him and he like tries to keep them out with like guns and stuff yeah. but they hit him uh, in the chest and then knock him out and drag him off mm-hmm. um and then uh they bring him into like a cell yeah um and ruth comes in and she's just like hey why'd you fight those guys they were just gonna like bring you here anyway um mm-hmm. all these guys uh they're pissed at you for like killing us during the day when we're weak for no reason, um, and like yeah, we we kill the other uh, vampires, right? But like that's just for survival. You were killing us, and like you didn't need to kill us to survive. Yeah. Um, so because you're, um, you're bored and mad. Exactly. Um, and essentially, he should, he understood the difference between the living and the dead vampires, but yeah. then he was just killing them both willy-nilly. Yeah, he didn't care. Yeah. Um, and then uh, she's like, all right, so we got, obviously we have to kill you, um, <laughs> and I'm sorry, and I wasn't, like, I went there to spy on you, but, like, I stuck around because I was in love with you. Um, wow. And then she gives him these pills. 
Um, and then she's like, uh, you know, you're going to be with your wife and kids soon or whatever. Oh, at one point also, I didn't mention this. You remember, he remembers when his wife rose from the dead, uh, and came and he had to kill her and bury her again. He drove a stake through his wife, which, uh, which, uh, scarred him emotionally as it would anybody, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, he, he, they bring him to execute him and he looks at all these pale, these super pale vampires and it's just like, mm-hmm. all right, if, if they, if uh, now I understand why she had to, uh, darken her skin because yeah. like they're super, super pale. Um, translucent. He, yeah. Um, and then he, uh, takes the pills and realizes, uh, he's, uh, well, he think he finally thinks I am legend, but like he is, he's kind of like the boogeyman for these people, and he's yeah. like, ah, I see, and uh, I don't know if he regrets it, because like I don't know if he should regret it. He was trying to, he he thought he was, he thought these, you know, alive vampires that he would that he was killing were coming out at night trying to kill him. Yeah. Um, but I, I think he, he put the pieces together. And uh, I cannot imagine this is at all how the Will Smith movie ended. Or... <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, because I believe I Am Legend are the last words of the book. Mm-hmm. You're correct. Uh, and, and it's his realization of like, oh, these people, like, they're just essentially they're just sick and they've created this society where they're trying to like figure out how to cure themselves, figure out how to not die. And I'm the boogeyman (laughs) that is coming in the night, but for them the day and just ripping them out of their beds and murdering them indiscriminately. Oh, I'm the boogeyman. I am the le- I am legend. I am the legend. I'm right. a story that they tell people. Yeah, it's not how the Will Smith version goes at all. No, I think they were right to kill him. And I think, it's a, oh I yeah. Think, and like, what what quality of life would he have if they were like, yeah, hey, we're gonna let you live? Just like, be like, yeah, you know what, you know, you don't need well, me mucking up your shit anymore. Well, and that's, yeah, even in the end, like, he kind of realizes, like, oh, I, yeah, I see how, I see why you guys don't like me. You know what? My life's been real shit anyway. <laughs> it's fine. I, I get why you want to kill me. I understand. Go ahead and do it. I've, My I've been trying. This one's on me. I, I've been trying to drink myself to death for years now <laughs> and, and engaging in risky behavior and it hasn't worked. So if this is the way I'm going to go out, great. I'm going out uh, as a legend. <laughs> Yo, um, total fucking legend, man. Yeah. Absolute legend, this guy. Um, yeah, it... Uh, it's a it's a very weird story in that way because in the end you're like oh he was maybe the bad guy but not it's a real Twilight really. Zone uh, twist I feel like you yeah. can go back into the uh, go back and reread it and as someone who does are there kind of like hints yeah. to the fact that like um, I yeah don't know. I can't. 
I can't remember the specifics right now, but there are hints that like the vampires have uh, a lot more like conscience than he assumes. And, and you, you see some things happen through his perspective where uh, going back, you realize like, oh, that's the way he saw it, but that's not necessarily the way the situation happened. Right. Well, hey, um, he's a real dick. Nah, he's just living his life. That's the thing. Like uh, he, he's doing what he has to. You I know, really, I mean, I really if think he lived his life differently, he would have died. He would have been yeah. turned into a vampire. And I do think, like, it kind of pays off all of the endless theorizing that he does, where it's mm-hmm. like, hey, he didn't quite get. It. Like, he kind of got it, but he was on the, the right path. He was on the right path, but he like discounted humanity almost he was like so focused on on the scientific stuff that he never thought of the actual like well wait let's like let's think about something uh from somebody else's like from these monsters perspective um you know if if he had if he had considered that they had more humanity he probably could have uh put his put his finger on it well, and that, yeah, that is now, now I'm remembering a little bit like that, that is one of the things when you go back and you realize like all the, all the people who became vampires while they were alive have the power of speech, like can talk. So it's mm. like, no, those people are sick. They're not undead. They're not, you know, evil vampires. Like they're, they're afflicted with a disease uh, right. they're, they're not themselves. This is, this is not the way Ben Cortman has thought about him, uh, for years and years. This is, uh, an outside thing that is making him tr- try and get in and kill him. And you shouldn't be necessarily mad at Ben Cortman. You shouldn't desire to kill Ben Cortman <laughs> right. uh, because that's not actually him. That's something else. You know, it's like a version of rabies or whatever. Like, you know, if you kill a rabid raccoon, you're not like, oh, God, yeah, that asshole raccoon. (laughs) It's been it's always wanted to kill me. It's like, nah, it got this brain disease. Yeah. And like you shouldn't necessarily feel bad about putting it down like you had to. It was you or it. But uh doesn't mean you should go out and kill every raccoon you <laughs> Right. It doesn't mean you should start shaking trees to, to take them out. Um, real well, cute t- book, Tom. Thanks for... <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to do it to be condescending about your favorite book. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for, uh, for uh, assigning it to me as my punishment for stop, stopping reading a book that I didn't like. You made me read a book that I did enjoy. Well, I didn't look, Tim. I didn't want to uh, set you down a bad path in life by, uh, you know, punishing you harshly for for a mistake you've made. I wanted you to, Tim. Honestly, I wanted you to learn that books are fun sometimes, 
and that not all books are terrible. And I know that's something that you've been, you were probably starting to contemplate. I liked that oral history of the office TV show that I read. (laughs) My two favorite books, I am legend and the oral history of the office. You could do Uh, worse. And it's a very quick read. Like, uh, yeah, uh, very short. Kate, I'm interested as somebody, I know you're somebody that's read uh, a decent amount of Stephen King. Can you see the influence? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, especially like the the weirdo shit about him being like, nah, I kind of want to have sex with these vampires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that adds so much dimensionality to a character of like, oh, this guy's like kind of a pervert too. <laughs> Yeah, but then, like, you're like, yeah, I could see how he would be. Like, Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean, I guess I've never been in a situation where yeah. I haven't seen a living human being in a year. And I'm under tremendous stress. And, you know, some sexy vampires are lifting up their skirts in front of my people. <laughs> I, like, um, I like that, like, that is by far the most vivid memory you have of this book that you've read multiple times. Well, I feel like I said a number into... of like major plot points and you're like, oh, yeah, I think I remember that. But like you have brought up the sexy vampire through the people, which is two sentences in the book. Oh, is um, it? I feel like he went into times. like explicit detail about it. Well, I just remember like, because I'm pretty sure I read this book after I saw the movie, the, the first time I read it. And that was like one of the things where I was like, I've never seen that in a movie. I've never seen a zombie, a zombie or vampire movie. Cause again, they're very similar to zombies. Um, in, in you know, the, the way the, the virus yeah. is spread and everything, uh, that like, yeah, you, you've, I've n- never seen that in any other piece of vampire or zombie, uh, uh, art. <laughs> I mean, maybe if I go on 4chan or something, I'll find something like that. But otherwise, like, oh, uh, yeah, that's a weird aspect that I've never seen explored. Yeah. Uh, which which movie are you? Am, wait, I guess I have to watch the movie. <laughs> uh, uh, was gonna, I was going to ask, what are we doing next week? You know what? I'm going to watch Omega Man. Okay. Uh, the Charlt- Charleston Heston version. Charleston of, uh, Heston, yeah. Char- Charleston Chew. <laughs> Charleston, quote unquote, Chew Heston uh, uh, version of, of the movie, which I've been meaning to watch. I have watched, there's a Vincent Price version of the movie, of this book. Uh, like that the Will- seems too stupid. <laughs> Who no, it was Price good. Movie? I remember why I I watched it, and you know, it's staged like you know old TV. Like it's very like it's staged yeah. like a play, uh, but it was good. Um, and of course, I've seen I Am Legend, uh, the movie. Uh, but uh, I think we're gonna watch the Omega Man. That that's the one I haven't seen. All right, I might I might watch the the Will Smith version if it's less than two hours. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Cause I know they that put was out right on the cusp before every friggin' yeah. movie was, uh. I don't think there's a director's cut, but there is like an alternate ending version where uh, it is similar to the book. 
Not really, but a, it, it gets closer to the like heart of the book uh, than than the regular ending, which is more of like an action movie ending. Tom, this is gonna blow your mind. One hour and forty one minutes. Okay, great. That makes sense. Like I don't remember a lot happening in the movie. It, yeah. it was just kind of like a few set pieces. Yeah, I remember uh, a bunch of zombies on the bridge in the trailer. Yeah. That's about it. Was that yeah. the movie where um, they set off explosions near the Brooklyn Bridge um, and just like... Oh, yes, yeah. It's like 2000... It, it was filmed in like 2006, 2007. Our friend Paul and, worked on it. Yeah, and they were just like... You know, five years after nine eleven, and <laughs> yeah. by another huge major uh, tourist attraction, um, you know they did a lot of practical effects, which I like in movies. But like right. when it, it's like, you know, eleven p.m. in New York City, and the Brooklyn Bridge suddenly has a ton of explosions Explosion. going, <laughs> and like there was no, there's no good way to. <clears throat> this was before like. Um, Text Mobile alerts. phones, yeah. Yeah, and like, uh, you know, you can reach well, everybody. Or, or smartphones, rather. Yeah. Um, so, like, I think a bunch of people just, like, freaked the fuck out when they yeah. filmed this movie. Like, it's happening again! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a scene that I, I believe in the movie, it's like a flashback to, like, when the outbreak first started and it's like people are trying to escape over the Brooklyn Bridge something like that yeah yeah I forgot about that but uh, but I do remember it now that you mention it yeah oh I don't know film that shit in Toronto man <laughs> alright so next week uh, we'll discuss the two versions of uh, the movie the motion picture great Wow, the studio spent an ex- estimated $5 million, and we'll talk about this next week. <laughs> $5 million to do that? No, they needed the approval of 14 government agencies to do that bridge scene. Yeah, it makes sense, but they didn't have to tell anybody it lived near there. No. <laughs> what is this? Uh, that sounds like something that was orchestrated by the de Blasio administration. Am I right? Well, he, Tim, uh, he, de Blasio is but a young boy in 2006. <laughs> <laughs> he was still yeah. in primary school. Do you, does Bill de Blasio, do you think he listens to these Patreon episodes or do you think he only listens to the main feed? Uh, yeah, he seems like a cheapskate. He probably yeah. listens to the main feed. All right. Well, then I won't appeal to him. <laughs> Do it on the regular show. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for being patrons. Hey, Tom. Thanks uh-huh. for your time this week. Hey, anytime. Um, we'll see you next week. Go watch those movies. Or don't. I don't I don't know. Watch. Do people watch and read along? Who knows? It's up to them. They Sound can off if they the want comments. to. Goodbye. We are the no-gooders, do-gooders, known the dancers and dealers and doers of dust.